Hello, Exorcist Files listeners. Okay, so we know a lot of you struggle with sleep issues. And no, not just because you're listening to our show before bed. I myself actually have struggled with sleep a ton since starting the show. Waking up in the middle of the night for seemingly no reason. If that sounds like you, then you should try Sleepy Body Lotion by HCB Organics. It's an all-natural organic magnesium lotion made from a unique form of deep sea magnesium that is very pure and can be absorbed directly through the skin. You just apply some to your back, arms, or legs, and it will help you get a deep, restful night's sleep. Just head over to 8sheep.com xfiles and use our promo code xfiles for 10% off. Again, that's 8sheep.com xfiles for 10% off. And seriously, stop listening to the show right before bed. Hey friends, before we start today's episode, we would like to ask you a huge favor. As you know, our show is now financed through the generosity of donors and sponsors. We are going to be doing a Kickstarter crowdfund in the near future to finish season two. And if you can go to exorcistfiles.tv and sign up for our pre-launch page, that will help us out big time. This will ensure you are kept up to date on when the campaign goes live and get you access to some very exclusive rewards available only through the Kickstarter. Go to exorcistfiles.tv and sign up for our pre-launch page. It takes like 30 seconds. Thank you. Now, on to the show. The year was 1890. A man by the name of Elijah Bond sits in the U.S. Patent Office, attempting to gain that coveted status for his brand new invention. Next to Bond is his sister-in-law, Helen Peters, a prominent medium. Bond faces a dilemma. To be granted the patent, they must first prove their invention to work. And just what is this invention? The now infamous Ouija board. So the patent clerk issues a challenge. If the board can identify the clerk's real name, which has been kept private and very few know, then the patent will be granted. Peters approaches the board, places her hands on a teardrop-shaped slider, then conjures the spirit realm to reveal this mysterious name. The slider lurches into motion. It glides across the board, spelling out one letter at a time. The clerk's eyes go wide as his name is set before him. After a moment of stunned silence, he shakily responds, you have your patent. Bond, along with his business partner, Charles Kennard, began manufacturing this toy under the Kennard Novelty Company, ushering the Ouija board into American society, where it now remains over a century later, still shrouded in mystique and controversy. Welcome back to The Exorcist Files, where we bring you first-hand accounts direct from the case files of Father Carlos Martins, dramatized for your listening enjoyment. 
The thing about the story you just heard is that it's not rare. Tales of the Ouija board's autonomy are replete with over a century of use. So we must ask ourselves, what is happening here? Is the board simply a party trick? A tool that preys on our desire to reach for something beyond our physical realm? Or, as the legend suggests, is it a gateway to a high-stakes game of spiritual roulette? In our next case file, a group of friends roll the dice and discover just what lies on the other side. There were six friends, college kids, Matthew, Gowan, Peter, Tom, Walt, and Anton. They were all gathered together at the apartment of a seventh friend, Ed, who wasn't present. But Ed had left his apartment available to use for a weekend for drinking, for smoking, and just kind of having some downtime. Anton, your girl's on. Oh, yes, Lena. Shut shut it. (laughs) We need to uh, have a moment of silence for my woman. What's so great about her? What do you mean? Okay. Look at her. She looks like April O'Neil, except for hotter. Who's oh, April O'Neil? I feel you, bro. Turtles? I feel you. You feel the turtles? Okay. Come on, Lorena. Tell me about the brain. <laughs> you know, the station's like 10 minutes away. You could just go down there and ask her out one Man, look how she points out those cute little clouds. Shoot your shot, bro. Yeah, it's beer 30. Anyone else want one? Yes, please. please. No. Me too. Who is this? When did Ed become a board game collector? He's got like 30 in here. Oh, he has a ton. He collected old vintage ones. I think he has a deck of cards from the Soviet Union. They call that the people's cards. Yo! Ouija board. Bro, bro, wait, Wait, wait. seriously? There are two different stories attributed to the origin of the term Ouija. The more common one, which you may have heard before, is that the word is a combination of the French and German words for yes, we and yeah. This is a fitting description considering use of the board involves being opened up, with the mind receptive to any notion presented. The user's philosophy is quite literally, yes, yes. However, this claim was perpetuated by a man named William Fold, an early financial supporter of the Ouija board, who, along with his brother Isaac, orchestrated a hostile takeover of the Kennard Novelty Company in 1892. More on the fate that befell William Fold a little later. Now, according to historian Robert Murch, the term Ouija actually comes from an alleged encounter where the medium mentioned earlier, Helen Peters, and her brother-in-law, Elijah Bond, asked the board itself what they should call it. After coming in contact with a spirit, the board spelled out Ouija. When asked what it meant, the board replied, good luck. Today, the term Ouija is a trademark of Hasbro, but it is commonly used to refer to any talking board or spirit board, as they are sometimes known. It could be fun. It says you can ask spirits anything. A bunch of dudes sitting around a Ouija board on a Friday night. What what happened to us? Didn't we used to be cool? Thanks, to be fair, we've never been cool. Look, come on, boy. Dude, look, just give it a try. It's just a game of spirits. What do we have to lose? You know I'm always down, bro. Just, my man. Let's just my play, man. like, Mario, Super Smash. <laughs> yes, bro, yes, we yes, always yes, play yes, video yes. games or something. Let's give it a try. Look, 10 minutes. If nothing happens, we do something else. I mean, I'm down <laughs> as long as we can drink. Let's go, baby. I knew it. Let's do it. Yo, does someone say spirits? Pass me the vodka. You guys can play by yourselves. Mm-hmm. And you can play alone. 
the Ouija board is a simple occult instrument. It consists of a board, and upon it, it has the alphabet, the numbers from zero to nine, the words yes and no. And then there is a slider, or what's properly called a planchet, that slides across the board, whereby a spirit is summoned, and then questions are asked of that spirit. The planchet then points to the spirit's answers. Okay, this looks simple enough. It is. Even Gavin can do it. <laughs> I'm not playing a stupid game. Okay, so what are the rules? Are there even rules, or...? You just put all your hands on the pointer like this, and okay. we'll see if it moves. All right. <laughs> Beyond stupid. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Holy. Hold up. <laughs> okay, we definitely have to play this right now. What was that? Dude, it's a power surge. It happens here all the time. Okay, moving on. Chill. I'm pretty sure we have to call the spirit first, or set the vibe. Yeah. Get over here. Not happening. Just ignore him. Gowan was enjoying a beer on the couch. He didn't believe in God, didn't believe in the spirit realm. So he had better things to do than to participate. So the five friends who were interested in it, they all laid a hand on the planchette. Since Anton clearly needs the most help, how about he does the honors? You got it, boys. Whoever is out there in the spirit realm, I summon thee. Come forward. Now. How do you know they speak English? Be quiet back there. Man raises a good point. Yeah. No, no, he raises a good no, point. Sh- sh- chill. Come forward, great spirit. Show us the answers we see. Okay, seriously. It's not moving. Anton, I think you scared it away. It's probably a female spirit. <laughs> Look! <laughs> Oh, we got a live one here. H. Matt, you were really trying to hear pop. I swear it isn't me. Okay, we got a knee now. Is this you, Tom? Dude, it ain't me. L? L? Hell? Oh. At a certain point, the planchette took on a life of its own, and it spelled the word hello. Hello? Matthew, is this the best you can come up with? I promise you, it isn't me. I'm only slightly inebriated, slightly. But seriously, that, that wasn't me. What the hell? I'm not buying it, but I'm also pretty sure this thing just said hello. Are you going to do this all night? I'm not falling for this. Look, one of you is joshing me, man. You all saw it, okay? What, what do we do? How about we say hello back? That would be the polite thing to do. (laughs) Well, hello, spirit. Oh, shit. Is anyone else doing this? Are you pushing this? Are you pushing this, Anthony? Peter? No. And all of a sudden, it started alternating between tracing out the shape of a circle and the shape of a star with perfect fluidity. The Ouija game involves planchet writing, or automatic writing, as it is also known. The use of guided instruments as a means to commune with the deceased dates at least all the way back to ancient Greece, where Greek philosopher Pythagoras is said to have had a table that he used for divination. And in ancient China, one of the first mentions of the practice, called Fuji, 
is found during the Song Dynasty and involved using a suspended sieve to guide a stick, which would then draw characters in the sand. Believe it or not, when it comes to whether the Ouija board, quote, works, there is some actual science around the widespread reports of the planchet having a life of its own. Various studies conducted recreating the effects of the Ouija board show that under laboratory conditions, the subjects were moving the planchet involuntarily. And strangely, a 2012 study found that when answering yes or no questions, Ouija use was significantly more accurate than random guessing. 65% to 50% to be exact. Not an insignificant number. The implication of this study is that we may have knowledge at a subconscious level that the involuntary movement of muscles can reveal while using the board. Think of it as a gut reaction. Your muscles may move instinctively towards the answer, even if you don't consciously know it. These involuntary muscle movements are known as the idea motor phenomenon, which is based on the idea that simply thinking about something can influence muscle activity without the person's conscious will. So with a Ouija board, the simple act of playing, of thinking about the planchet moving, could result in players moving it without their knowing, thus reinforcing the entire idea that the board is in fact being guided by a spirit. And of course, there is the belief that real entities are contacted, many of which are extremely negative. Every one of them was intrigued, except Gowan, who continued to enjoy his beer. Shit, this is insane. Wow. It's still not working, guys. You made a valiant effort, though. Bro, I need to get this game. Look, okay, assuming we have an actual spirit here, what should we do? I think we should ask it to identify itself, just like in the movies. Then we know who we're dealing with. Okay. Spirit, who are you? Identify yourself. Oh, oh. Bro. <laughs> There it goes again. And the planchet spelled out Stevie. I am eight. I am eight? What? Boys, we have a genuine spirit on our hands. Wow. <laughs> okay, so like, where do we think it is? Like in the room, in the board? Ooh. Ask it, Anton. I guess I'm our minister to the spirits here. Okay, Stevie. Where, um, where are you? See... L-O-S-E. Oh. Close? Okay. Yeah, close. Okay. Stevie. Close, like, in the room or down the street it's, from it's us? Moving, or? It's moving again. E-R. Closer. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks we're wrong and maybe we shouldn't keep Cl- asking? Closer to what, though? Uh, Stevie, closer to what? Oh, okay, look, I'm with, I'm with Peter. Maybe we shouldn't... Here it goes, asking. here it goes, here it goes. H-E-R-E here? Oh! Oh! Trippy. No, 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 no. Hell no. What? What's the matter, boys? A little on edge there? Is this food? Anyone actually a good friend and order us some grub? Okay. That's good. That's pretty good. You boys, uh, you boys are good. How the heck do you? Dowling. That wasn't us. Oh, I'm sure. Tell Stevie thanks for nothing. No food, no love. Come on now. Come see for yourself, man. Yeah, not biting. Okay. So we know its name's Steve. Stevie is eight. What are we asking now? 
Dude, let's ask it when it died. Why would we ask that? We need to know when Stevie was around. I mean, what are we going to talk about? That's true. All right, ask it. Stevie, um, <clears throat> nice to meet you. Um, can you tell us when you died? I can't believe this. Best Friday night ever. Stevie identified himself as the spirit of a young boy who had died 52 years prior. The members of the group all peppered him with different questions. How did you die? Where did you grow up? What's it like being dead? And for each question, Stevie spelled out an answer. Car accident. Dunghill Road. Awful. I'm scared. Scared? Why would Stevie be scared? <laughs> I'm the one scared. Okay, look, look, look. What if Stevie is, you know, in the bad place? The bad place? Like hell, dude. What if Stevie is like being tortured right now? Uh, like I am right now? It's gents. Enough is enough, bro. It's getting old. You've been at this game for like Gowan, 30 minutes. Just get over yourself and come look at this thing. Why are you so afraid? Yeah. I am not afraid. Hold up. Letters coming in hot. I. Stevie spelled out, I hate Gowan. Now, of course, to some, the idea of communing with a spirit through a board will seem ludicrous. But it's important to note that at the inception of the Ouija board's release, communicating with the dead was actually common practice, and to many would not have been seen as strange. Oddly enough, it wasn't even sacrilegious to many traditional Christians. You have to remember that the board was released in the decades immediately following the Civil War, an era where life expectancy was well under 50. Men died in war, women died in childbirth, and children died of disease, and there was a deep hunger to connect with lost loved ones who were stripped from their lives all too soon. In 1862, even First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln held seances in the White House following the death of their 11-year-old son. The spiritualism trend surged during World War I, then continued to gain momentum. And in 1967, the Ouija board distributed more units than Monopoly with two million sold. It wouldn't be until 1973 before widespread opposition to the Ouija board began to form. More on this perspective shift later. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Hello, Exorcist Files listeners. If you're not having Good Ranchers deliver meat straight to your door, I don't know why you're resisting. Okay, some real talk. This company is actually pretty cool. Their founder, Ben, is actually a former worship pastor, and he felt God called him to start a meat company. And he had literally no experience in food. He just stepped out in faith, trying to be obedient. And a year later, they were absolutely crushing it, providing sustainable, all-natural products sourced only from American farms and ranchers. I mean, the fruit speaks for itself, except they don't sell fruit. They sell amazing, high-quality meat that you can actually taste the difference. And if you want some seafood for Lent, just saying, they do great seafood. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use promo code X-Files, that's E-X-Files, X-Files, for a delicious discount, 10% off. Seriously, go check it out.
Welcome back to The Exorcist Files. When we left off, our friends were interacting with a seemingly benign spirit who identified himself as Stevie, who then revealed he was not a fan of one friend in particular. Okay, Gallon, apparently Stevie hates you. Okay, that's enough. I'm leaving. Gee, seriously, come look at this. You expect me to believe that you guys have been talking to a ghost for the last 40 minutes who also happens to have a personal vendetta against you. Look, I'm going to try one last thing, okay? Matthew asked Stevie, which he should have never done, whether he could do something to prove to Gowan that he was real. Guys, this is not a good idea. No, no, no. Do it. I dare you. Anton, let's go. Uh, let's someone else try. I don't know why I'm the only spirit Look, whisperer here. Stevie, can you prove you are real? Gowan doesn't believe it. You're provoking it, okay? Yes, Stevie replied. And he spelled out sign. S-I-G-N. Sign? What does a sign mean? Like, we, we, we ask for a sign? Stevie loves Ace of Base. Stevie died 50 years ago, dipshit. Their music is timeless. Yeah. Maybe Stevie is giving us a sign. Do not like this. Oh, oh, shit, shit. Oh, oh, Dude, are you okay? Oh, Dude. Yeah. Ed, the apartment's owner, had a large stop sign that he had stolen from a street corner held against the wall by one nail. All of a sudden, the stop sign fell off the wall and plopped down with a loud thud upon Gowan's head. Oh, man, that hurt. Dude, <laughs> you bleed? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Head. That just that hurt. Boys. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's gotta be. For several moments, no one said a word. Okay, seriously, anyone? We're not gonna talk about what just happened. Okay, I, I know how this looks. Damn straight we do. You just took a stop sign to the forehead, bro. Dude, that thing was like held on by a string. Look, the nail was bent. I don't know. How, like the knock on the door, could someone... I'll give you that, that was pretty good, but... Gowan, we didn't do this, man. Play the game with us and you'll see. I'm not touching that thing, all right? Put your hands Wait. on it. It's moving again. You all have your hands on it. This is so wait, stupid. Wait, wait, wait. Look for yourself, Gowan. I... Seriously, enough. Vomit? Okay, I'm not sure how you're all going to pull this one off, but this is... <laughs> oh! 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 Shrimp? <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you eat? Bro, are you alright? Gowan, you okay? Let me see, bro. Gowan was projectile vomiting. Vomit shot from his mouth so hard that it splashed off the wall in front of him at eye level. The whole apartment smelled like gastric fluids. It was disgusting. As I mentioned earlier, it wouldn't be until 1973 when sentiments on the Ouija board took a turn. Some of our listeners will recall the Roland Doe exorcism case, which inspired the film, The Exorcist. That case cited Ouija board use as the cause of the demonization. And as a result, the film's popularity helped unleash an enormous fury against the use of the boards. As historian Robert Murch explained, it's kind of like Psycho. No one was afraid of showers until that scene. It's a clear line. The Exorcist actually changed the fabric of pop culture. Today, engaging with the board is widely condemned in Christian circles, and the Catholic Church even mentions a specific prohibition against all divinations, such as using the Ouija board in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. With regard to the Ouija board, 
That's an act of the occult. Other acts of the occult would be visiting a fortune teller, visiting a diviner, engaging in a seance, necromancy, the calling forth of the dead, visiting a psychic. Any act of attempting to extract information of the unknown, information outside the realm of nature, or obtaining power that is normally not available to humans, that's an act of the occult. It is a violation of the first commandment, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus chapter 3 verse 20. You are refusing to accept God's predetermined limits. Gee, you alright man? I don't know. It was like all of a sudden I had something in my throat. This is just gross. Yeah, guys, can someone get him some towels? This is foul. This is for sure the last time we hang out here. Where does Ed keep the towels? Over by the sink. Okay, can I say it now? We're all thinking. Got one. Told you so. Yep. Yep. Here, clean yourself up. Listen, dude. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh, oh my, my god. This guy. Dude, look what just happened. There may be an explanation. Okay, I have a theory. The explanation is all over the table. Shrimp. Hypnosis. Hypnosis? Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you're going with? I'm just saying maybe the drinks, auto suggestions, I don't know. You may have hypnotized me. I would have put it past you full. Gowan, seriously, man, listen to yourself. You're fresh out of excuse. You just projectile vomited on the table. Okay, I guess so. What do we do now? Should we keep going? How about we call it quits? You know, yeah. before anything else happens to somebody? Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Look, we've got a live connection with an actual spirit. It's as real as it gets. We need to keep going. Mm-mm. I'm just glad Stevie didn't say diarrhea. To find out why these guys keep playing after Gowan's involuntary cleanse, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Hello, Exorcist Files listeners. If you're not having Good Ranchers deliver meat straight to your door, I don't know why you're resisting. Okay, some real talk. This company is actually pretty cool. Their founder, Ben, is actually a former worship pastor, and he felt God called him to start a meat company. And he had literally no experience in food. He just stepped out in faith, trying to be obedient, and a year later, They were absolutely crushing it, providing sustainable, all-natural products sourced only from American farms and ranchers. I mean, the fruit speaks for itself. Except, they don't sell fruit. They sell amazing, high-quality meat that you can actually taste the difference. And if you want some seafood for Lent, just saying, they do great seafood. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use promo code XFILES, that's E-X-FILES, X-FILES, for a delicious discount, 10% off. Seriously, go check it out. Welcome back to The Exorcist Files, where our listeners are probably enjoying a renewed sense of gratitude for the gift of an audio-only experience. We return now to a group of friends who have made contact with an entity known as Stevie and are requesting validation of its power to convince their lone skeptic to whom the spirit harbors a mysterious grudge against. Hi. 
After an interlude where the vomit was cleaned off the wall and the floor, the friends were back to the Ouija board. You really can't admit this is happening? Nope. But I'm game to try one more shot. One more chance. <laughs> one more and that's it? You bet. If it happens again, I'll concede. Okay, well, now I'm back in. Let's go. Yes, really? This thing hates Gowan, remember? Stevie will eventually love me. Okay, so Gowan needs another sign. Hey, Stevie. Wash my ass. What else can you do to Gowan to make him believe? And it's moving again. S. L. E. E. P. Hmm. Sleep. Okay, how long do we wait before we start playing Mario? Just give it a minute. Okay, cool. I have a word for Stevie. S U C. What? Oh, 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 shit. Dude, are you okay? Oh, gosh, he's out. Yo, he's out. Yeah. Hey, come on, buddy. We're done. Kick him. Bro, he's snoring. <laughs> kick him. No, you kick him. Come on, buddy, wake up. Bro, it's Stevie. This is all Stevie, guys. Okay, Stevie, look, that was an excellent trick, and we loved it, but could you please wake Gowan up right now? Look, look, look. Dude. What happened? I, how long was I out? Like a minute. Easy now. You sure you're okay? Oh, what my side hurt? Steve just killed your ass. Night night. Moving at all. Okay. Alright. This shit is real. Finally. Eureka. And now we need to stop this before anyone else gets hurt. No, no, no. No. Don't stop. Okay. What? What are you talking about? Dude. This is done. Yeah. Look. We somehow are connected with whatever this thing is. What if there's power in this? It should have been apparent now to every one of them that they were dealing with something that they didn't understand, something that had tremendous power and with which they should not be messing. But while each of them was afraid, no one wanted to be the first to admit it. Personally, I would have admitted I was afraid. As Father recounted this case to me, I couldn't help but wonder, what prompted some of these friends to keep returning to the game? At what point do you say, this isn't working out how we thought? And now the evidence is dripping down the walls. But as Gowan said, there is power in it. And as history tells us time and time again, humans are often consumed by the thirst for power. In conducting research for this episode, I was struck at the sheer amount of bizarre and unfortunate circumstances surrounding the Ouija board that go all the way back to its founders. Now, some of you might argue that the board is also credited with helping people discover self-truths and enriching their lives for the better. For example, in 1913, St. Louis woman Pearl Curran, through the Ouija board, began contacting a spirit who identified as a 16th century Englishwoman named Patience Worth, who dictated to Pearl a massive amount of poetry and novels. Also, Pulitzer Prize-winning poet James Merrill composed his epic, The Changing Light at Sandover, via the Ouija after two decades of spirit communications. But according to church doctrine, the devil tempts and comes disguised as an angel of light. So it is plausible that even the good things are diabolical siren calls. The devil is a master at promising something good and shiny in exchange for a relationship. While the thought of, quote, striking oil through the assistance of a spirit 
might sound encouraging to some, the number of negative Ouija board outcomes should give one pause. Story after story I read, where users thought they were talking with dead people they know, or friendly spirits, the interactions ended up taking a sinister turn as malicious entities revealed their true nature and tragedy befell the participants. In opening up the agency of demons, which is what happens in Ouija board playing, in fortune telling, in mediumship, astrology, and so forth, you're sticking your hand down a dark hole and you can't control what reaches back and takes hold of your hand. And now that thing is a part of you. You'll remember Helen Peters, the medium we mentioned earlier in this episode, who helped name the board and get the patent. She had her own share of Ouija troubles. According to Robert Murch, Peters was consulting the board about the location of some missing items from her home when the board accused a certain family member of being the culprit. A bitter family dispute erupted, and in the ensuing drama, Peters sold all her stock in the company, and for the remainder of her days, she told people to avoid playing with Ouija boards because, quote, they lie. And then there is William Fold, the man credited as the father of the Ouija board, who took control of the Kennard Novelty Company in a hostile takeover bid and subsequently marketed the board to mass commercial success. Well, he fell in hard times, literally. Fold, who ironically was a staunch Presbyterian, was supervising the installation of a flagpole on the rooftop of his new building when the support he was leaning on suddenly gave out. In a moment of cinematic tension, he fell and grabbed onto an open windowsill, which then abruptly closed on his hands and he plummeted to the ground. Fold actually survived the impact, but en route to the hospital, a bump in the road caused one of his shattered bones to pierce his heart. He died immediately after. If divination is a proud resistance to God's will, then truly pride does come before the fall. Put simply, to engage in the occult is the desire to usurp God's will and appropriate a power that is normally reserved to him alone, and there are spiritual implications of that. Not the least of which is the fact that you are replicating the very sin of the devil. The devil became the devil because he put himself above God. He was the most powerful angel, the most perfect in every way. And now he is the most defective thing in the universe. So when one engages in the occult, one is participating in that satanic rebellion against God. As Western society gets more and more de-Christianized, I'm noticing occultism is on the rise. Exorcists are called upon to cast out more demons acquired through the occult than through any other means. So what will become of our five friends and their new visitor, Stevie? For that, you will have to return next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode. And if you're looking to plan your next game night, might we recommend Settlers of Catan instead? Though the sheer amount of relationships that have been broken from that game have led some to call it Settlers of Satan. Yes, Steven, I'm looking at you. Just trade me for some brick already. 
If you'd like to learn more about the topic or hear bonus materials, you can visit us at our website at exorcistfiles.tv. You can also email us absurd and overly specific criticisms at exorcistfiles at gmail.com. All cases in The Exorcist Files are recounted by Father Carlos Martins from his personal archives. The Exorcist Files is hosted by Father Martins and myself, Ryan Bethay. This episode's reenactments were directed and recorded by Chandler Mays and Ryan Bethay in Los Angeles, California. Matthew was portrayed by Cornell Williams, Gowan by Landon Merrill, Walt by Parker Reiniger, Peter by Alex Reiniger, Anton by David Gridley, and Tom by Mark Reiniger. Any likeness or similarities of characters are entirely coincidental and unintentional on the part of the writers. Additional research provided by Anne Marie Robson and Miranda Hopkins. Script written by Ryan Bethay and Chandler Mays. Original theme and select scores written and composed by Dan Carey Bailey. Assistant editor is Jonathan Dressler. Supervising producer, sound designer, editor, and mixer is Chandler Mays. Executive producers are Carlos Martins, Ryan Bethay, and Chandler Mays. And a special thank you to Mark Reiniger for lending us his apartment. The Exorcist Files is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey friends, before we start today's episode, we would like to ask you a huge favor. As you know, our show is now financed through the generosity of donors and sponsors. We are going to be doing a Kickstarter crowdfund in the near future to finish season two. And if you can go to exorcistfiles.tv and sign up for our pre-launch page, that will help us out big time. This will ensure you are kept up to date on when the campaign goes live and get you access to some very exclusive rewards available only through the Kickstarter. Go to exorcistfiles.tv and sign up for our pre-launch page. It takes like 30 seconds. Thank you. Now, on to the show.